On this episode of the Massive Agent Podcast, I will tell you the biggest Facebook ad mistakes that I see people make and how to avoid them. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 56 of the Massive Agent Podcast. We have an awesome Facebook ads episode today. Our, our number one episode, our, our most listened to episode ever is episode two, believe it or not. And it's, uh, it's all about Facebook ads. Every, it, it seems like you guys want Facebook ad content. So today, we're going to go over the biggest Facebook ad mistakes that agents and loan officers make and people in general and how to avoid them. You know, what what not to do and then what to do. We're going to go into that. If you're new to the show, welcome. This is the Massive Agent Podcast and I am your host, Dustin Brome. This is, of course, the number one podcast on the planet that starts with the word massive. Now, look, we've looked into this. This is science now. This is this is actual scientifically proven stuff. There is another. There's another podcast out there that starts with massive. It's it's some pa. pa what is it? Soccer, soccer thing. I don't know what the whole pa pa thing was about, but it's a soccer podcast. And we looked into it. They have like two hundred something episodes. But guess what? We have a we have higher average download. Uh, we have more listens per week. We, per episode than they do. So, yep, still number one. It is a, it's a scientific fact now. We are the number one number one podcast on the planet that starts with the word massive. So we've got that going for us. And if you don't know me, I am the founder of the Massive Agent Society. Our, uh, go to massiveagentsociety.com. It's our program for uh, learning Facebook ads, Facebook ads database that you can copy and paste, coaching, everything on marketing. Go check it out. Uh, I'm a national speaker, trainer, and coach. In fact, when this episode comes out, I will be at Agent 2021 in Miami at Gary V's event speaking to mortgage professionals about content marketing and how to grow their brand. So this episode you're you're hearing on Thursday the 17th, and I am at Agent 2021. How cool is that? I'm also a realtor with EXP Realty in Salt Lake City and a co-founder of the Industry Syndicate Real Estate Real Estate's first media company for the whole industry, not just for agents, not just for loan officers, interior design, staging, home builders, appraisers, you name it. We are the go-to resource. Stay tuned for uh, a big announcement coming around the first of the month about that. So that's going to be big. Okay. So real quick, Facebook ads mistakes. I'm going to give you the first one. Uh, I see with placements. Okay. This is at the ad set level. Facebook recommends, and they even put in parentheses, recommended that you just do all placements, that if you're running an ad, it's just shown everywhere. Well, no, you don't want to do that. Okay. That, I think that's the big, that's one of the biggest mistakes and, and one of the easiest things to fix. So at the ad set level in the, the placements area, don't just, don't just do all placements. You have to go in there and turn some off specifically turn off audience network. The audience network is when a Facebook ad is seen on other third-party websites, kind of like a banner ad, a banner ad somewhere else, right? They're not banner ads, they're Facebook ads, but nonetheless, turn those off because those are notorious for getting you a bunch of clicks that are pure garbage. So it's going to look like, oh, wow, I'm, I have a very, 
uh, you know, a great cost per click on this ad, but no, pure garbage, turn off audience network. I like to, for most of my ads, I will only run them in the feed. So I'll turn off pretty much everything unless I'm specifically doing an Instagram story swipe up ad or an ad in Facebook stories. Unless I'm specifically doing that, I will turn off everything but the Facebook feeds or the Instagram feed if I'm running an ad on Instagram. And guys, they are different. Don't run the same ad on Facebook that you run on Instagram unless you've really thought about it and the the creative will actually work with the the language and, and the the culture on both platforms. Sometimes, sometimes the same ad can, but most of the time not. So I usually just do the Facebook feeds on desktop and mobile. I don't, I don't, I turn off uh, instant articles. I turn off marketplace. I turn off all the other stuff, but experiment with all of this stuff. I don't want you to take any, any of this, this Facebook ad advice as gospel from me. I, the most important thing, and this is what we teach all of our members of the Massive Agent Society, all of my coaching clients, is even though you know you could have a hundred people that say that uh, you know this one certain thing works, then you try it in your market and it doesn't work. So you have to test, you have to figure out what works best for you and your market and the demographics of your market and what you're trying to sell or what you're trying to advertise, what you're trying to get people to do. Testing is key. So the the second biggest Facebook ad mistake is not testing. That just r- like running one ad with one creative, one single ad and calling it good. No, it, if you're going to do an ad with with an image, try try four to four to five different images. Okay? You could all do that within the same ad set and and you could, you know, let's say you're doing $20 a day to start. because uh, you want to give each ad, let's say you're going to do five ads. With like everything, literally everything about the ad is exactly the same except for the image or the video because you're trying to figure out which one works best, which image works best. So you want to give it enough budget because they're going to take that 20 bucks and distribute it amongst each ad. So that's four bucks per ad if you're going to do five of them. Then once, you, once you've waited three days minimum, wait three days before you edit anything, before you reserve... Uh, reserve judgment for three days on whether or not the ad's performing well or not. You have to give the algorithm enough time to work. There's another big mistake. Well, shit, I wasn't even going to talk about that one today, but there's a bonus mistake that people make is they edit stuff too soon. They they make judgments too soon on whether or not an ad is working. They um, You don't give the Facebook algorithm enough time to work, enough time to, to do its thing and to think because you've given it an objective. You've said, hey, this ad, I want people to to click this link and go to whatever page I'm sending them to. Like if you choose the, the traffic objective for clicks, you've told Facebook to find people more likely to click. So it's not going to find people more likely to comment or to share or, or whatever else. It's going to find people who literally they know through all the data are more likely to click that button. So the choosing the objective is key too. And we're going to get to that in a minute. But you, you have to, you just have to be methodical and think about the whole process here because there's, there's so, so many little teeny, uh, parts to a Facebook ad campaign. And if you get one thing wrong, it can screw it all up. Now that's where the education comes in. You have to learn how to do this, learn by doing, learn by practicing. Ideally you, you watch some, you know, 
you watch some YouTube videos, read some articles, but there's nothing. Even even if you you join the Massive Agent Society and you copy and paste our ads, and you know you you're in with our coaching, you watch all our all our training videos. Even still, you can't become a Facebook ads master unless you do it, unless you're actually running these ads and practicing and testing. So, um, so there's that. Okay. Uh, I have a few more of these mistakes that I'm going to run through with you guys, but, um, I, I wanted to be transparent. I wanted to be honest and I wanted to be, um, so the, the, the last episode and, and the, some of the most recent episodes I've done have kind of pissed me off. I, I have not been happy with, with them in certain ways. Um, so I've, you guys have noticed we don't have a sponsor for this show. I've never had a sponsor and I don't like, I'm not totally opposed to one if it's the right fit, but I've chosen to not have sponsors on my show, which means every, everything I do, like the, the, the editor that I pay, the, the hosting, uh, all of my time, you know, the Facebook ads we run to, to try to grow the audience, all of that stuff is out of my pocket. I'm paying to do this show for you guys, which is fine. That's, that's, you know, that's what I've chosen to do. And that's just what it is. I, I enjoy it very much. And so because I don't have sponsors, I've chosen to monetize this show to try to, you know, first off, make a living. And second of all, um, you know, get paid back or cover the costs of, of producing the show. I've chosen to monetize indirectly. The Massive Agent Society is is one of those things, and then uh, because I'm with EXP Realty, you know, obviously that there's uh, there's financial incentive to bring other agents on board to to the brokerage, and so I've chosen to use those things as a as a means of indirect monet- indirectly monetizing the show. So th- this battle that I deal with every episode is, you know, how do I how do I fit in? the massive agent society. And how do I do that? How do I talk about EXP in a way that doesn't alienate the the listeners or that doesn't uh, take too much time before it gets to the content. And that just doesn't piss people off because look, I'm a marketer. I understand you have to get attention. Once you have somebody's attention, once they're listening, you have to keep their attention. You have to deliver what you're, what you've promised at the same time. It's this, it's this battle of, you know, when, when in the show, and how do I present these opportunities? Because with the, with the society, I know how valuable it is. I, the, the testimonials that we receive, the, the personal messages from some of our members. Oh my God, this one I got the other day. I'm not crying. You're crying. Okay. It, it was, it, it was so, it, it was, it, it was amazing. It, it was, um, one of the, well, I, I just cannot believe the, the impact that, uh, the massive agent society and the training and support within it. And more importantly, what that provides to the agent or loan officer member, it's doing some big things. People are able to turn their business around. They're able to get a bunch of leads, close a bunch more deals, sell more homes, do more loans. And so I'm passionate about that value. And Guys, this is I'm this is a marketing lesson here too, okay? Or a, a sales lesson because I have this I have this membership, I have this training program, this coaching program that is so valuable and I want to share it with more people because I truly believe the more people are part of it, the more people who join and and participate, 
the better they're going to do. The more homes they're going to sell and, and the better lives they're going to have. I truly believe that. So how can I not share that? If that's something, if you believe in something so much, how do you not share it? The only question is, how do I share it? When do I share it? And I've been, I've chosen, especially the last episode, when we had some pretty big changes to announce about the society, I chose to do it before the interview with Josh Pitts. And so there was something about it, even though I knew like, look, people need to hear about this because this is valuable. I know it can change lives. I know it can change careers because the testimonials we get are just unbelievable, but it was way too much up front before we delivered any content. And that's why I just went into a little bit of the Facebook ads mistakes now. So you got a little bit of that. Um, I think moving forward, even though I know the society is so valuable and I believe uh, the opportunity the eXp Realty provides is super, super valuable and it, you know people need to hear about that as well, I believe I'm going to start doing that at the end of the content, after the content, so that the people, especially people who are just discovering the show, if they come because they see the title is the biggest Facebook ad mistakes – that's what they want. They don't know me yet. They, they don't know me. They don't know anything. They just want the content that the title says they're going to get. So that's a change I'm going to make. I'm, um, you know, I, I'm fully aware. If you're one of those people that was like, God damn it, Dustin, why are you talking so much before the, the interview? Like make the words stop. <laughs> I, I get it. I felt the same way. It's, this is something I struggle with, but I just wanted to be open about that. I'm well aware I know, but I want. I also want you guys to know, you guys that have been with us for a while, that because I've chosen not to not to have a sponsor, I'm paying out of pocket for this, and somehow I have to pay my bills, and I just I'm trying to figure out the best way to do that. Thank you for bearing with us. If it's annoyed you that there's been too much time before the content, I get it. That annoys me too. I, I apologize. Thanks for sticking with us, but um, I'm going to be making those changes and and we'll have our announcements and stuff after the content, unless it's a little quick thing like, you know, blah, 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 psh, we can do that ahead. But just wanted to throw that out there. I wanted you guys to know what's going on in my head um, because uh, ultimately I want this podcast to be as valuable as possible and I don't want to keep you from the content that you came here for. But I'm also, I'm going to be totally up. I'm just going to say it and then we'll get back into the Facebook ads mistakes. I know the Massive Agent Society for anyone who wants to really master lead generation is something that you need. So I'm not, I'm never going to stop talking about that. I'm never going to stop offering it because I don't think that that's fair to you because I know how it's changed businesses. It, you know, if you don't want to hear about it, that's awesome. I get it. But I'm never going to stop talking about it or at least offering to, um, you know, telling you where to go to find it because I know how impactful it can be. So uh, there we go. It's just a constant battle trying to figure this thing out, Co trying to figure out this whole podcasting thing and, uh, you know, ho hope to do better in the future and hope to uh, do right by you guys, our listeners. So back to the Facebook ads mistakes. It, you first have to realize that Facebook is not Google AdWords. All right. You have to like aside from all these tactical things like, you know, don't use the the all placements like it, that's very tactical and and very easy to just like follow the directions and, and do. But you have to take a step back first. If you're going to run any Facebook ads, even if you've been running them for years, you have to remind yourself once again, Facebook ads are a very different animal 
than a Google AdWords campaign because Google AdWords, people are actively searching for certain terms and then they see your ad. Okay, so your ad is being seen by people who are already searching for that thing. If people type in homes for sale in Salt Lake City and then they see my Google AdWords ad, that's intent-based. Like my ad is being shown to someone who's shown intent that they want that. Facebook ads works the opposite way. Facebook ads, you are, you know, as long as you're doing it right, you are putting your ad, your content in front of the person more likely to be interested in seeing it. They're not actively searching it. In fact, they are scrolling through, they're scrolling through the Facebook newsfeed or or Instagram at hyperspeed to kill time or, you know, just to catch up or because they're freaking addicted to their phones like I am. And I know a lot of you are. Uh, you know, you got to clear those notifications. And then while you're in there, oh, you got to scroll through and see what everyone's doing. I, that's what people are doing. They're not going to, to say, hmm, I wonder if I can see an ad today that's going to show me my dream home. I wonder if I'm going to see an ad that's going to tell me about a zero down loan program. Of course not. With Facebook ads, you have to remember they're not actively searching. You, you, you have to, this is where the ad set level is so key. Well, So is the ad with the creative and what they actually see. But the two are so important. You have to get the right people. You have to get the information in front of in front of the right people, people who are much more likely to actually be interested in it. That's all Facebook can do. So if you if you're selling a product for soccer moms between the age of 30 and 40 that drive a, a Honda Odyssey minivan or something like that, like you could specifically target those people. It doesn't mean they're going to be interested in the product, but if, if their product is for someone that meets those criteria, then, and then they see the ad, they're a hell of a lot more likely to, uh, to click it and, and it's going to get their attention. So those are the big differences. You have to know how Facebook ads work. It's not intent-based. You're interrupting them with content. They're not there to see it. But if you target it the right way, you're going to find the person most likely to be interested in it in the first place. And then if you have attention getting content and then they're going to click it, they're going to go down that rabbit hole. And then as long as you deliver the content that you promised, it's going to work out beautifully. Now, there's a million different ways to do all of that, but that's important. Another huge mistake is choosing the wrong objective. I see a lot of people do this brand new massive agent society members. I mean, we get a lot of people who, who they've tried Facebook ads a few times, but they just don't know what ads to do because we have that database where you can, you know, say, Oh, I want uh, an ad to pick up seller leads. Then they click on that. It gives them a few options. They copy and paste those, those campaigns and run them. So we take the guesswork out. Uh, You know, most people have done, they've dabbled a little bit. The, the dabblers, the people who have dabbled a little bit are the people I see most making the mistake of choosing the wrong objective, where if they want someone to become a lead, if they have a landing page and they want someone to opt in on that landing page, like to schedule a showing for an open house or to get a list of homes or a home value request, whatever it is, if they want those people to opt in, you know, it's easy to be like, okay, I want someone to click the link. You don't really want someone to just click because you're telling Facebook that the click is what's important. If if it's a blog post that you want someone to click to and read, yes, you use the clicks objective. But if there's if it's a landing page and you want someone to opt in on that page, you don't want to use the clicks objective. 
you want to use the conversions objective. As long as you have your Facebook pixel installed on the page that you're sending people to, use the clicks objective. Or this is even better if you if you just want the lead itself, if it's not about the landing page, you don't really care about whether or not you use a landing page or not, and a lot of you may not have a landing page, which is fine, use the lead generation objective. You're telling Facebook you want people more likely to become a lead. Facebook is so smart with their algorithm that they know who is most likely to click on it and then actually opt in because it sees every single thing that you and every other user has ever done. It knows whether or not you ever opt into stuff. It knows if you click on ads. So Facebook knows. You you have to pick the right objective. Literally think about what what you want to happen. What is the objective that you want? Do you want to get leads? Okay, if so, use the lead generation objective. You're going to use the Facebook lead form. You know, it's an extra step in the process, but it works a hell of a lot better because they can opt in and it actually, when that Facebook lead form pops up, they're still on the Facebook platform. You haven't sent them elsewhere. So you don't have to worry about a page loading. Uh, Maybe it loads too slow and, and could piss people off and they don't actually see it through. So it loads... Uh, this form right there on the Facebook platform, then it actually auto-populates their information. So it puts their email address and their their name into it. All they have to do is click submit. So there's very little friction with that. You're going to get more leads that way. Maybe they're not quite as high quality, but you're going to get a lot more leads. With less friction means lower quality. If you do send someone to a, a landing page, Outside of Facebook, you're probably going to get higher quality, higher, um, uh, what's the word? Higher, uh, yeah, just higher quality because you've added a little bit more, more friction. They have to click. It sends them off of Facebook. They have to wait for that page to load. They have to manually type in their contact information. And if they do all that, they're probably much more uh, qualified or interested versus someone who just like, you know, they're like, oh, cool. Yep. It already populated my info. Send, you know. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do one or the other, but if you want more leads and you want to fill the pipeline, which I personally recommend, I I will take some slightly lower quality, quote unquote, lower quality leads now that I can fill my database with because they, they get onto a drip campaign. They get hit up by Agentology, who I use to respond 24-7, 365. They do all that stuff and they get into my system because I know once they're in that system, I can convert them over time. Maybe that's nine months down the road. I don't know. But I'd rather have more people in that funnel than not. And so that's why I go for uh, quantity over quality. But then you've also got to do both. So I hope I hope that makes sense on the objective. Choosing the right objective is absolutely crucial. Don't, you know, if you want people to click and go to a landing page and opt in, don't choose post engagement as your objective. Because it's going to just, Facebook's going to show it to people most likely to click like or to comment or to share or react or, or click on the ad to begin with. Those are all post engagements. That's all you're optimizing for. The, the chances of, of someone um, actually clicking through and looking at the page and everything is much less than if you just chose um, chose conversions if you're using your own landing page or lead gen if you're going to use the Facebook lead form. That is what I recommend uh, I, you know, the other, there's so many little mistakes that I see people make. So I'm, I'm trying to, to, I'm trying for these to appeal to as many people as possible. I think the last one I'm going to leave you guys with is 
you really have to you really have to make the number one priority and the number one focus getting the attention of the user. So that's why you know and there's so many things that factor into doing that. So it has to be the right content in front of the right audience. You know, like we talked about the soccer moms between 30 and 40 that drive a Hyundai, Hyundai, God damn it, Honda Odyssey minivan. You know, if that's your target audience, you don't want to be showing them ads for, you know, a Tesla Model S, right? I mean, you, you don't like maybe it. Look, I know we're, I know this is for real estate and loan officers, but examples here. They're just examples. You have to make sure that the content matches the audience. So think about the whole thing. And the number one goal is to get their attention first, get their attention. So just because it's a real estate ad or, or a mortgage ad, oh, and I'm going to go down a tangent here. I wasn't planning on, but I think this is important. The real, just because it's a real estate ad does not mean it has to have a, a picture of a house. Why do we think just because it's, it's a real estate agent or a loan officer running the ad and we want people to buy homes that we have to have a picture of a house? You don't. The image just has to get their attention. That's it. It could like it could be some colorful thing. It could be some goofy thing. I've I've seen the most amazing ads that have nothing to do with uh, at least the visual has nothing to do with real estate. There's no homes, no nothing. It gets attention, and then you use the title and the headline to let them know what it's all about. So the imagery that you choose does not have to be a house. Okay. Um, it just doesn't. So one of the ads that I'm, that I'm really stoked about right now that we've, we've been getting some great feedback on is for those, if you don't have a garage, winter sucks, unless you're in South Florida, then you suck. How about that? But no, if you, if you are in winter and you don't have a garage and you're parking outside, that's a miserable time. Especially if you have kids, for God's sakes, where you have to go out to the car, it's freezing, it's covered in ice, it's covered in snow. You have to scrape off the window. That's a major pain point. So why don't you run an ad targeting, um, you know, targeting people who have been looking at mortgage calculators, looking at Zillow. They're interested in, um, you know, in buying a house. You know, don't overdo it with the interest, but target those people, and then use an image of someone scraping ice off their windshield. Okay, that's going to get somebody's attention if they're in that situation. If they're dealing with that right now, if they don't have a garage and they have to do that every morning or every afternoon or whatever, that sucks and it's going to get their attention and it's going to hit the pain point. So the whole ad should be about, okay, like if you just buy a house with a garage, you won't ever have to do that again is basically what you're trying to say with this ad. Here's a list of homes in your area under this amount with a garage. Boom. There's an ad campaign. Now just make sure you put it together in the right way. We can, if you're a society member, we can absolutely hold your hand and walk you through how to do that. Um, there's there's a bunch of tutorials in there. Our Facebook group, we can actually like, if you post, hey, I'm having an issue putting this creative together, we'll jump in and help you. That's what that's what the membership's for. But I, that is a great ad to run in the, in the winter. And then the buying a homes with a pool list of homes with a pool ad works really well in the summertime if you're in hot areas. It's all about the pain point at the moment. You see, there's there's so many different things you can do if you just think about what's going to get somebody's attention at any given point. All right. I could literally go for hours talking about the mistakes that people make with their Facebook ads and how to fix them, how to avoid it. But 
that's enough to go on right now. Okay. I think that, um, if you've been doing some of those things, if you stop doing them or, or make the necessary changes I talked about, you can really start to see some results. That's my goal here. I don't want you guys wasting money on Facebook ads. I don't want you getting so frustrated and then start this mentality that quote, Facebook ads don't work. I see so many people say this, like, that's weird because for me, like I get, you know, 15, 20 leads a day. And you know, this, this, uh, society member over here is getting, you know, they've had 40 leads in 24 hours. So mm, that's weird. Apparently they work, they don't work for everybody and you have to do it right. So hopefully this can help you to fix some of those things to help you do it right. Cause I don't want any of you thinking Facebook ads don't work. That is a hundred percent bullshit. If, if you don't work, they're not going to work. If you don't do them right, they're not going to work but they sure as hell work. So I hope that helps some of you guys. If you, if you can make one little tweak and it helps you sell an extra house this year, I'm going to be so damn stoked. If you could sell 10 more homes, I'm going to be freaking 10 X stoked. I'll tell you that much. Awesome. If you want more information about our Facebook ads training and support program and system and the, and the database of Facebook ads, go to massiveagentsociety.com. We made a big announcement last week about all the changes that we made to it. We made a lifetime membership option, which is freaking cheap. We made a cheaper annual option. Um, there's now a monthly coaching option. If you don't want, if you don't care about Facebook ads, you just want marketing and lead gen coaching from myself personally. We have an option there now that is very affordable. Um, go check that out at massiveagentsociety.com. And I don't know if you've listened to this yet, uh, but we, if you're new to the show, you've heard me talk a lot about Alexa and flash briefings and, and the power of voice marketing. And once again, I didn't turn off my Alexa. Hold on. Of course, every time. Every time. Um, the, the power of Alexa marketing is huge. So back in May, we launched one of our own flash briefings called the Massive Agent Minute. Because this is a weekly podcast, if, you, you know, if you're one of those people who binge on content, then you have to wait a whole new week for an episode. So first off, subscribe. make sure you subscribe to the show in iTunes or wherever you listen. Because then you don't have to remember Thursday mornings to go find the new episode. Go subscribe, please. It actually, it makes life easier for you because then that new episode just pops up every Thursday morning automatically. It also helps us. Subscribers actually help. The more subscribers we have, it shows Apple that, hey, this is a valuable show. We're going to show it higher organically in the rankings in iTunes. So it helps you. It helps us. Please, if you have not, go subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Massive Agent Podcast and then go enable the Massive Agent Minute Flash Briefing. Seven days a week, we bring you a new 60 to 90 second little uh, little blip. So, Okay, sometimes it goes to four minutes. All right, tomorrow's flash, well, I guess it was Tuesday's Flash Briefing when you when you hear this. I poke a little fun at it because I know. Sometimes sometimes I'll go for a minute, sometimes I'll go for two minutes, and sometimes I'll go for four minutes. Not usually, but I try to keep it concise. I want to make sure you get context, not just stay within a time limit, just to stay within a time limit. So I want you to, uh, to all you have to do is you could type in manually on your Alexa app, you know, under skills, type in massive agent minute, or the cool way, the fun way is just to say to your, to your echo device or your Alexa app, say Alexa, enable massive agent minute there. And if your Alexa is listening, maybe she just did it. Maybe I just did it for you. Let's try it again. 
I pause this real quick because I'm gonna I'm gonna do this for you. I'm providing a valuable public service for you. I'm gonna do this on your behalf. But pause this. Go and turn on your Alexa, and then the next things that come out of my mouth will do this for you. Okay, so pause it. Come back later once your Alexa is on. Okay, Alexa, enable Massive Agent Minute. There you go. Then enable that sucker. Then all you have to do is each morning or afternoon or whenever you want to listen, say, Alexa, play my flash briefings. And now our Massive Agent Minute is added to it. There's a lot of a, a lot of exclusive stuff that I, that I give there or tips, uh, app recommendations, strategies, ideas that, that you don't get on this show. So we do it seven days a week. Check that out. I would appreciate it. Um, and I mentioned earlier EXP Realty. I am a proud member of member, I guess. Yeah, I'm a member of the brokerage, I guess. I'm an agent with eXp Realty and I switched in May of 2018. And I am so 100% convinced that this model, this this brokerage model is so valuable for so many, so many agents. And if if you're one of those people that roll your eyes every time you hear eXp because you're with your brokerage and you think you're happy, I was one of those people too. I was like, oh God, another EXP person. I get it. But now I also see what they're so excited about. It's not for everybody, but you, it's for, I'm, I'm going to say EXP will work for most agents, not for everybody, but to find out if you're one of those people, all I ask is you go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash EXP and click play. You don't have to put in your email address. We don't ask you for anything. Just go play the video and see if it makes sense for you. You're going to find out how eXp works and you're going to find out why I'm so goddamn excited about it, why I left a brokerage that I had been with for seven and a half years that was 100% brokerage. So they they had no commission splits. They, uh, let's see, it was only $500 per transaction is all it cost me. I left that to go pay a small commission split with eXp because I saw the upside being so much more, so much more than I was getting before. It's all about value versus cost. I was too focused on on the cheapest brokerage out there. Well, guess what? They didn't really do anything for me except for I kept more money in my pocket for some transactions. I was leaving a hell of a lot of money on the table, a lot more money than I saved because I was too closed off to a new opportunity. Please, I beg you, if you haven't yet, it's worth exploring. It's worth 25 minutes tonight as you're sitting on the couch, you know, you're winding down after a long day. Go to massive agents, sorry, massiveagentpodcast.com slash exp, click play, find out if it's for you. And I want to thank you guys so much for listening. This Massive Agent Podcast is a proud member of the Industry Syndicate Media Network. Find out more and discover other awesome shows in the real estate industry for uh, loan officers and for real estate agents. Discover more shows at industrysyndicate.com. Super stoked about this new network that that I co-founded and we launched back on January 1st. And February 1st or the first week or so of February we take it to a whole new level. You guys will find out soon. Industrysyndicate.com. Guys, thank you so much. Go and sell some homes this weekend. Take care.